It was a huge week for Apple and Amazon. And now we'll give you the final analysis of what went down with the new phone and Prime Day. Plus, yesterday's triple negative, COVID, no. Stimulus, no. Bank earnings, no. We'll talk about how permanent these kinds of factors are. And finally, coming to America? market wake up by yahoo finance i'm andy serwer along with javier david and dan howley dan i gotta start off with you because you're our tech guy a huge week for apple with the new phone a lot to sort through after the dust has settled here and ditto with amazon they had a two-day prime day ending yesterday a lot of money what does it mean for the stocks for investors and for these companies going forward very open-ended to you dan well, I think, you know, typically what happens is, you know, and I think a lot of investors are looking at Apple's stock price right now and wondering why it was down. Um, and, you know, typically that happens after they announce um, new products. I think the, you know, the the anticipation, the buildup, uh, people kind of taking profits off of that, uh, seeing that those uh, uh, devices are now real, uh, you f- see it fall back a little bit and then it starts to rise up again as the, the products go into circulation. Um, but I think overall for Apple, this was a good launch. Uh, they had announced, you know, the four new phones, obviously. Uh, the big to-do has been uh, and will continue to be the, the 5G capabilities. But they did, you know, they leaned on that. Uh, but it's not as though they made that the only part of the phone that mattered. In fact, in other words, it's not, it's not the, made, the, the, the only selling point. Because if that was, it would have been a huge mistake on their part. So Verizon, our parent company, used the event to basically uh, announce that they had a nationwide 5G network. But, you know, nationwide, you can really put in quotes because, I mean, it's in pockets of each state, but it's not, you know, ubiquitous like LTE is. Uh, Ditto T-Mobile. Yes, they have a much larger network. uh, And yes, it is nationwide, but it's still nowhere near what their LTE network is. Uh, And the same thing goes for AT&T. So if Apple had only leaned on 5G uh, and, you know, had people expecting to open up their new phones and immediately get on 5G networks, well, there would have been a lot of disappointed customers. So I think they did a good job in highlighting the new cameras. Uh, The new camera systems appear to be really good, uh, especially in low light. And that's something that a lot of people have been complaining about for years and wanted for years. Uh, They've stepped it up considerably with the iPhone 11 and now the 12, they're really taking it to a new level. And I think the uh, other part was those new screens, right? They're, they're OLED screens that look great, but then there's also these kind of uh, ceramic crystal uh, displays that are supposed to be four times harder than last year's phone, the iPhone 11. So that means if you drop your phone, you're less likely to have it shatter. Uh, you know, And there's good and bad to that for Apple. The bad is, well, does that mean people aren't gonna sign up for Apple? Uh, care because they're not going to be concerned about their phones. Uh, I think it's foolhardy not to, especially if you're spending a thousand dollars on a phone. Uh, but it, it is a good way forward. So you know they had that. They had the HomePod Mini, another nice product to see there. Uh, and I think you know overall they did a great job. As far as Amazon, look, this is bigger than uh, Black Friday uh, and Cyber Monday combined for them typically. At least that's what it was in 2019. I think when all the dust settles, we'll get a a fuller understanding of what happened for Prime Day this year. But the the main concern was, was there pull forward uh, from, you know, the pandemic where people were stuck inside? Uh, I mean, we're still stuck inside and we'll talk about that in a little bit more. But, you know, does that mean that we didn't get 
as many sales or Amazon didn't get as many sales out of consumers as a result. And I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, our own Melody Hamid pointed out how this is kind of the, the kickoff to the uh, shopping season, the holiday shopping season. Um, and, you know, for Amazon, look, that might be a good strategy going forward. Yes, they miss out on those big sales during the summer, during the doldrums. But, hey, if they can get corner the market on the kickoff to the holiday shopping season, doing it this early, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and Dan, a couple of things that I wanted to add uh, to what you just mentioned. The first related to Apple, I think it's actually quite interesting. And I, I voiced uh, some of my skepticism about whether or not Apple will be able to capitalize uh, this time around on a big expensive phone, given the um, the the nature of the pandemic and, and the after effects um, in terms of consumer spending and all the uncertainty. But um, I think that they've made a good move introducing new iPhones at various price points. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe on the margins, this might be helpful um, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of ongoing economic uncertainty to help boost sales. I mean, Apple is the company that you can never bet against. Um, but I think uh, the, the, the last year has been a story about um, Apple's at least a year or so. That's been a, a story about less reliance on the hardware and more about the services, uh, Apple TV Plus and the gaming and all of these other uh, bells and whistles that are making them a tremendous amount of money um, and making them transition from a hardware company to a service company. But I think that um, in the context of an economic ongoing economic uncertainty, um, it is a wise move for them to try and introduce some of these cheaper model iPhones uh, that may be appealing to consumers who are a little bit cash strapped. Um, and then the second thing I think um, is re related to Prime Day. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, whether or not this is going to be the new Black Friday and, and how big the sales are and whatever. I think that there's something to be said for a lot of the other non-Amazon retailers who really try and capitalize on this as and, and have glommed onto it as a sales day of their own. So it was interesting to me that um, on the start of Prime Day, I opened up my email and saw a bunch of like, ooh, like spend a little money here um, on our store. This is our Prime Day. So everyone sort of appropriated the Prime Day le uh, label. And I think that that actually bodes really well for the future. Um, I, you know, it, it certainly on the one hand, it's it's almost, you know, um, copyright infringement, if you can call it that, or intellectual property theft, because they're stealing Amazon's catchphrase. Um, but anything in, in an environment like this that helps retailers thrive, I think, um, is a good thing. Yeah, I just, you know, just on your point about Apple and the, the pricing for those phones, it really was a smart decision to offer four different new versions starting at $699, but then they have the SE that's even less than that. So they're covering the whole gamut. Uh, you know, obviously their, their average selling price, um, they, they may suffer a bit there, uh, just as far as, you know, there's more options for lower uh, device purchases uh, or lower price device purchases, but they, you know, they're selling this at six ninety nine now. That's a fifty dollar increase from the six forty nine that they were selling the iPhone eleven, I believe. So they're still going to have the ASP there, uh, and I think you know, as far as people being interested in the the Pro models, the nine ninety nine and ten ninety nine. Look, I'm going to get one of those specifically because of the cameras, the low the the low light cameras. I think they're going to be able to get a lot of people on that. 
I still think you guys that when it comes to a real surge here, we're going to need a real killer app for 5G and we're not there yet. So that's going to be very interesting. And then as far as Amazon and maybe Amazon versus Apple as stocks or as companies in terms of how they do going forward, I mean, I think it, the, the world is sort of Amazon's to lose. I think, you know, Apple has upside too, sure. But I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, the only thing that's going to, there's only two things that can stop Amazon itself or the U.S. government. All right, let's switch over to some negatives yesterday that were vexing uh, the market. It was a trifecta of negativity yesterday for the stock market. And the problem here, to my mind, you guys, is that I don't see these things going away anytime soon. And these are nagging issues that I think could hang over the market for for a while. I mean, first of all, we had COVID numbers are not good. Even leaving aside the problems with um, the vaccines uh, and this, and the treatment drugs as well with uh, Eli Lilly and uh, J&J. But the, the numbers are going up, number one. Number two, the stimulus package. It's pretty clear that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen before the election. And it could go on and on. Who knows about the lame duck? If there is a lame duck, if President Trump wins, who knows what will happen? And then finally, the bank earnings uh, have not been good, with the exception of Goldman Sachs. A little bit of uh, you can sort of look at JPM had some okay things in there, but basically, you know, they're talking about the third quarter being the turning point. I don't know. So Javier, help me out here. Anything to see that's positive? Well, uh, I think that um, there's some short term gloom uh, in terms of the stimulus, and it really does appear as if um, chances are slim to none that we'll see something before the election. Um, and Secretary Mnuchin actually said that himself, that, you know, prospects are dim. That's something we'll, that will have a breakthrough before uh, November. Um, that being said, I think I, I've spoken about the idea that the market is transitioning to looking ahead to 2021 um, and the prospects of a, an increasing number of um, people believing that um, not only will Biden prevail, but that the blue wave will end up leading into this to, to a, a boost in the Senate and a bigger stimulus next year. So on the one hand, all of the banks were relatively constructive about 2021. They actually do believe that we're turning the corner, turn in, but not there yet, obviously. Um, all of them are really, um, I think that it, it should be noted that the low interest rate environment is really uh, a negative for banks. It's a drag on their bottom line. Um, the low interest rates are certainly not going anywhere anytime soon, certainly not over the next few years. Um, but uh, with uh, the, the, the prospects of 2021 will bring a much, most more than likely a bigger bang stimulus um, that will grease economic growth. And Wall Street has been talking about this increasingly over the last several months, several weeks, that uh, 2021, if, if there is a full democratic control of Washington and, you know, it's not guaranteed and, and no one can tell the outcome, but it's more and more looking that way. Um, there are all sorts of stimulative ways in which the market will benefit and the economy will benefit. Um, so I think we're at this point where all of the uncertainty um, and, and certainly the rising coronavirus cases don't help. 
we're at a, we're at a point where things um, uh, it's sort of darkest before the dawn. So let's see if that is in fact the case. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to point out here that, you know, it, it feels like we haven't been able to make any progress because obviously that's that's the case. Uh, it really doesn't seem like I think for for most people who are going to need some kind of leg up, most businesses, municipalities, you know, I, I kind of like to, to focus on the municipalities here because I used to write about local municipalities during um, the recession and to see the impact that that had on them. And then as a result, uh, the taxpayers, I mean, once a tax base shrinks so far because of uh, businesses closing, I mean, obviously this is having a huge impact on restaurants, but there's so many businesses that can't stay afloat, especially the small and medium businesses. This is really going to hit uh, municipalities uh, across the country in a big way. We're talking about layoffs uh, from everything uh, from fire, first aid, uh, police, uh, your basic sanitation services. So, you know, we, we talk about this, um, or at least I feel like it's talked about generally as kind of this nebulous issue of, uh, you know, getting money into people's pockets. But, you know, f- from a, a very basic government perspective, your local governments won't have the funding that they need to continue to function properly if some kind of stimulus doesn't come out to assist them in a big way. Yeah. You know, uh, Javier, that line in it's always darkest before it's dawn. You know what Chairman Mao said, though? He said, supposedly, <laughs> I say this. it's always darkest before things go completely black. Now, I don't know if the chairman ever said that or not, but that's what they say he said. Could be the CIA talking for all I know. Um, hey, let's switch gears to a completely different subject and talk about Hollywood and the movie business and a film. Well, first of all, it's not a movie, it's a film. And then it's not a film, it's a motion picture event coming to America. Uh, this is the sequel. It's coming to numeral to America, the Eddie Murphy classic. And Javier, we shouldn't look for it in theaters, right? Well, uh, coming to America is coming to Amazon, apparently, and um, there are a very there's one very specific reason for that. Um, it is because of COVID nineteen and the fact that consumers, really generally speaking, are not ready to go back into theaters, even though theaters are suffering mightily, and we don't talk enough about how badly uh, the outlook is for a lot of these movie houses that just can't. Um, pack them in for because of social distancing and COVID-19. And I personally uh, went to a movie to see Tenet several weeks ago when it first came out in the suburbs of Philly. Um, I was one of maybe five people in the theater. Uh, I think that there's a real psychological impact uh, of the pandemic has had on consumers and their desire. Even if you open it, they won't necessarily come. There's there's a lack of appetite to be in a big crowded place. And that includes, unfortunately, theaters. So a lot of these companies are, in fact, um, making, I believe, a wise decision and moving the streaming route. And that is a big plus um, for um, premium VOD and obviously platforms like Netflix, Amazon, and of course, Disney Plus. I mean, look, you know, I I know our own Dan Roberts had gone uh, to a movie. Uh, Obviously, Javier, you've gone to a movie. I'm not there yet. I, I don't think it's something that I feel comfortable doing, um, you know, I, I like going to movies for, you know, big events, 
uh, like Star Wars uh, when it was coming out and, you know, things along those lines and the Marvel movies. But I don't see myself going to very many movies, um, you know, period. And this just isn't make me feel safe enough to want to go. I mean, look, whatever capacity limit there is, I don't feel comfortable going to restaurants. So if you think I'm going to feel comfortable going into a movie theater where, you know, yes, it's a larger space and yes, you know, that should make it feel safer. There's just something about it that, that doesn't, you know, feel quite right about sitting there and kind of going in. So mask or no mask, I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable going into a movie yet. I don't think I'm going to be until there's a, a vaccine. And even at that point when they announce one until I can finally get one, which who knows how long that'll be. So, I mean, I, I find myself, you know, probably avoiding the movies for at least the next year or so. Yeah, it talks about healthy people not getting vaccines, uh, younger healthy people until 2022 or something, Dan. Uh, it's interesting, you know, the only movie theaters that are really safe are movie theaters that almost completely disappear from this country, which is to say drive-ins. A drive-in is safe. Unfortunately, the number of drive-ins went from X to Y, and Y is like a handful. Um, the only other question I have with coming to America is, is there an official trailer yet? I'm going right to Google to check it out. So coming to America, we'll be watching you, Eddie Murphy. And um, we'll also be watching these negatives that are hanging over the market, COVID stimulus and banks. And we talked about that. And then, you know, Apple and Amazon had their day and days and now they're off into the normal course of business, which is anything but normal for those two companies. This is the Market Wake Up by Yahoo Finance. I'm Andy Serwer, along with Javier David and Dan Howley. Have a great day.